it's time to go again. Yeah, I know. We were just with you guys on Friday, but as Casey Kasem used to say, the hits, they just keep on coming. Think about this. By the time Saturday's game against Texas is over, nearly 42% of the Mountaineer season will be completed. Yeah, 5 out of 12. That's 41 point some percent. Think about that, how yeah, fast no, it, it goes. Football goes by quickly. Goes Basketball by. is interminable. Excuse me? Just interminable. It's just like you play, 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 play. Like, well, there's only 14 games left. See, I don't view it that way. It goes by fast for I me, too. it goes by fast, too. What do you mean starts in November, ends in no, April? No, ends in Oct- it starts in October. we got first exhibition game in October. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Hey, folks, in case you don't know, in case your finger hit the wrong button by some weird chance, this is three guys before the game. And our title, really weird for this episode, it's called Nighttime in Austin and Mountaineer Hoops Begins. Eh, I didn't know what to do with it, so I just wanted to hit a couple of topics. Kind of what we call in the business as an umbrella lead. Kind of, a, kind of the umbrella. Just got to get everything in there. Three guys before the game brought to us by... Comax Business Systems, your full-service Konica Minolta dealer. Go to Comax Business Systems at ComaxWV.com. Why? Because they're West Virginia people that can help you if you're a business owner and you have issues with your IT. They do so much, including managing your IT services. They'll do the whole thing so you don't have to have a guy there or a girl there. Manage voice and phone services. They can do that. 24-7 remote monitoring. Makes you feel good and chilled out knowing they always have the your network's back. Comax, once again, 10-time champion, the elite dealer by ENX Magazine. An exclusive award that no other dealer in the state of West Virginia has ever received. Check them out at ComaxWV.com. I did have confirmation over the weekend. Remember I, on Friday's show I said... It seemed to me as all of the RVs at the Virginia Tech game were from Burdett Camping. Yeah. yeah. Someone confirmed it. That they were? They all were. Every one of them. Every single one of those things was from Burdett. Pretty pretty impressive. It is. Pretty impressive. They just leave there and head to, head to Austin? Yeah. They just, it's like, a, like that old... Like a convoy? Convoy. Looks like it was we got a great a song. Yeah, exactly. Burdett Camping. Hey, uh, they, got a heck of a, they got a heck of a promo coming up here for this Texas game. They're going three ways on this thing. You know, sometimes, Hop, you go down to barbecue country in Texas, you can order it, right? They say three ways. Right. Well, our guy Phil over at uh, Burdett's going to do it three ways here this week. Here's what it is, folks. Like a parlay, right? It is a parlay. So, on the 29th, which is when? 27, 28, Thursday. WV women's volleyball team plays TCU on the 29th. Okay. If they win and beat TCU... It's 200 bucks. The next day, Friday, women's soccer takes on Kansas. If they win, it's 200 bucks. Oh, hold on. This is better than a parlay because you can win on each leg. It's cumulative? Yeah, per win. Okay. And one loss yeah. doesn't negate the whole thing. Right? Yeah, this is even better. This is not a parlay. This is great. Yeah. The way that it's it was written. Just, rollover. Just, the way that it was. Stack it up. Well, tell me how this works because this is your world. It says, how about a three-team parlay? 929 volleyball versus TCU, 930 women's soccer against Kansas, and a WVU cover of Texas. $200 per win spread at kickoff. So is that what that means? Yeah, so I, I don't think it's cumulative there. 
I think what he said, we'll have to get some clarification for Thursday's show. Probably should have done that before. Probably, we, probably should have done that before we went live on the air with it, but I thought it's 200 each, do? isn't it? Well, we'll get, we'll go, hey, this is fine because it's Monday. We'll come back Thursday and we'll give you the clarification. Yeah. If it was, Here, a, here's, if here's, it was a true parlay, you'd need to hit all three of those and then you win whatever it was. Oh, oh. So you're saying you but, would need to win volleyball. Then yeah. you would need to win soccer. Yeah. Then you would need to keep the number within whatever it's going to be at kickoff. Like right now, it's sitting nine and a half, ten minus nine depends on where you look. West Virginia would have. But to, if that's the, if that was it, then it would be six hundred dollars if it happens, instead of two hundred dollars per each win. I think it's two hundred, two hundred, two hundred. I think it is too. That's what it sounds like. It's cumulative there. Yeah. We'll get it clarified. Yeah, this worked out well. This was good for the marketing crew. Made that nice. Well, sometimes you just have to leave things up for debate. We'll we'll fix it by Thursday. We'll have the answer by Thursday. But so the first thing is Thursday volleyball. Yeah, yeah, 29th against TCU. Twenty seven Tuesday, twenty eighth Wednesday. Yeah, twenty ninth. Yeah. Okay, good. Gives you something to root for. I also like that because it carries you through. Like there's a Thursday, there's a Friday, there's a Saturday. Sure. Happy. We yeah. didn't we didn't need to have every we didn't need to have everything fixed just yet. We just needed to give you an idea that something's coming. On what to root for. You're rooting yeah. for volleyball on Thursday. That's the right. first thing. You're rooting yeah. for West Virginia regardless. Yeah. Well, 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 folks. Since the last time we got together. How about that Big 12 conference? The When the season began, I don't think you would have thought that the easiest t- opponent, FBS team on the schedule, would be Virginia Tech. Yeah. But I think it is. I think it was. I think you can make uh, at this statement. point in the season you can make an argument for that when you see the way the Big Twelve is playing and the Big Twelve everybody's going to beat everybody. It's like the eight and four league. I think you make a good argument for that. I think you're. I think you're right on. I think you could go this. I saw this as well. There is no bad team. No, there is no bad team in the league. Nor is there a dominant team. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot to talk about. How about the weekend? I mean, that was some good football on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, Texas and Texas Tech, that was a how, it was a dandy. They set a Big 12 conference record. I did not know that dude just goes for fourth down just for the hell of it. They converted six fourth downs. Six of eight, right? They ran 100 plays. They had the ball. The whole, Texas didn't have the ball at all. I mean, well, they needed, Texas Tech needed 17 plays in nine minutes. Texas needed three plays and 20 seconds. It was an odd game. Very odd. Very <laughs> odd game. I mean, I'm, yeah, I think it's you're so right, Brad. I mean, just a peculiar game the way it was because when Texas got up by two scores, you said, okay, well, that's, they're going to pull away. And then Texas Tech came back. And then Texas Tech, you think they, they, kick, they think, okay, they kicked the field goal. They got it. And Texas scores and gets a field goal in like 20-some seconds. Yeah. And then B. John Robinson, who doesn't fumble, fumbles. I mean, just a weird game. This is interesting on Texas. This is applicable to Saturday, too. Keep an eye on this. This is from Rod Babers. So Texas is 7-9 and nine under Sarkeesian. Seven wins, nine losses under Sarkeesian. They've held a halftime lead in five of those nine losses. They've held a fourth-quarter lead in five of those nine losses. Wow. And they've held double-digit leads in four of the nine losses. Wow. So that's kind of Texas's M.O. under Sarkeesian to do what they did to Texas Tech there. And the bummer to, the bummer to me is Texas Tech might have fixed its defense a little bit. 
I would have just assumed they just gone ahead and keep having bad defense and not worried about defense. Maybe not even have defensive meeting rooms down in Lubbock like they were <laughs> under Kingsbury and company. They played. I mean, I know they gave up 34 points, but they played pretty well defensively at times. Texas had some explosive plays, but they they had to grind on some other ones. You know, you look so uh, they look better defensively. Donovan Smith, I was looking at the stats. He threw it 56 times. But they were still pretty, pretty even in run pass because they had so many, so many offensive plays. They were more pass. But I mean, that'd be forty-four that, runs if you threw it fifty-six times. See the bummer for the bummer for the Mountaineers, though. I I wanted Texas to come in with another win. You did not want them in off a loss. And here, maybe even more to the point, you know, Bijan Robinson does not fumble the football. Fumbled it once last year. He had that fumble in overtime. You you probably don't get that break again. I would have preferred he just saved that and do that against the Mountaineers. Yeah. Probably See, getting, I, getting B. John Robinson to fumble in back-to-back weeks probably that's, doesn't That's going to be tough. That's a good point. I, I wanted the other way. I wanted Texas to lose for two reasons. One, because it's Texas and they're leaving the league. And second of all, I want them to have their confidence shaken a little bit. I mean, that's a confidence shaker to lose on the road to Texas Tech, who they don't normally lose to. So I want them shaken up a little bit, doubting themselves a little bit coming in. Okay, yeah, I'll buy you, that. You got I it. I hope that works. You got it. Uh, Baylor, Iowa State. That was also interesting. Baylor doing the same thing it did last year. They put 16 guys on the offensive line. Like, if you ever just uh, pause it one time while you're watching the game, go, wait a second. I got to count how many guys. I did once. There were 16 guys on the offense. I had seven tight ends. It was it was quite enough. But they do that same stuff, man. Just kind of wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. Matt Campbell. For as cool as a cat as he is, he now has had two of the greatest meltdowns. Didn't see him. Did he oh, lose his mind? It. You didn't see it? Uh-uh. Let me look here. Oh, dude. What happened? They called an, a block below the waist. He went stupid. I mean, he lost his mind. He gets hot. Dude, you know how mad he was? He's screaming. He's screaming at the official on the sideline. Screaming. Just screaming at him. Takes time out to force the referee to come over. Oh. Goes out onto the field near the numbers. And the official, you know, that kind of a basketball move. The official wasn't going to take him there at the numbers. He walked over to the, to the Iowa State sideline. And my man, he just went. It was a late, it was a late flag, too. Yeah. He just went because everyone get the ball back. So he's hot. He gets hot. Anyway. Oh, Turnovers were the story. You seeing that hop? Watching it right now. He hasn't gotten to the meltdown yet, but they just called. But it was a late flight. The play was over. Well, you keep then watch- the flag comes in. You keep watching. It was. It was. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't see it on social media platforms. Anyway, so Baylor wins it. They're three and one, 31-24. TCU and SMU. It's a bad call. It's a horrific. This is a bad call. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, oh my gosh. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor had it. So Taylor's got it up right there. Oh. So we're watching it. For those of you that are watching in here. Um, I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, I don't see the Because it's block. not there. Because it's not there. Personal foul. Block below the waist comes in. And Matt Campbell, this will just be for your entertainment purposes. He will now begin to react to that. Kind of like a slow, you know, kind of a slow. And here we go. So he gets my man here. And he says, you know, I got you, got you a little bit. And now he's hot. It's kind of like old Rich Rod hot. 
It's yeah, kind of like yeah. it's kind of like over now. So here we go. I'm gonna get a timeout. You think it takes? I'm out to the painted number. He's got that trapper keeper flowing off the side. Yep. I'm gonna go to the paint now. He's got so the headlines. High the headlinesman's there. He's trying to walk him off to the yeah. side. Now here we go, and here comes the referee. Watch oh. this, because he, you know what? Well, he hey, t- yeah, watch he this. He takes his hat off. Yeah, which he never does. Well, he is hot. Yeah. Now watch the hat come off when he gets his explanation of what it was. Here we go. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that's good stuff. You can't. It's good. Two turnovers by Iowa State. None for Baylor. Ball game. Ding, ding. Make a difference. Battle of All Dallas. Throughout the league. Battle Let's of Dallas. TCU, SMU. Uh, the TCU's, they're scoring a lot of points. Uh, 42-34. And uh, someone in the SMU crowd, student section, said, we've been paying players for years. Thought that was really nice. Was 27 good. fourth quarter points in that one combined for the two teams. Yeah. So that was a big deal there because Sonny Dykes was the coach at SMU up until last year. So that was a lot of emotion in that game. And then the last one of the night, Oklahoma hosting Kansas State. I didn't realize that Oklahoma had only lost nine times at home since 2012. It lost nine times at home since 2012. And Adrian Martinez. Are eight of those to Kansas State? <laughs> I think so. Kansas State owns 11, that. 11 of them are to it's Kansas State. It's unbelievable. Adrian Martinez was the good Adrian Martinez. Yeah. And he balled out. And K State goes balled in. out. 234 and one touchdown passing, 148 and four on the ground. Crazy, right? Oh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. That's pretty good. So you just, I mean, this league is going to be very, very difficult. You're going to have to catch some teams on a down, a little bit of down day. Right? The K-State's concerning because that's one of those, you know, you would hope would be a coin flip game for West Virginia. But you get a guy, if Martinez is going to be good with those legs around the outside with Deuce Vaughn, oh, what we yeah. just saw from Kansas's offense, that's a little bit of a concern. They went for almost 300 yards on the ground against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's last in the league in rush defense now. Well, look at that fix. D coordinator over there is their head coach. He'll take care of that. Deuce Vaughn is a medical marvel how does he get up how does he get up he's the size of a middle schooler and he gets pounded like oklahoma wasn't tackling him they were like picking him up and just like crushing him and he pops back he's fun to watch man he's fun as heck he he made one oklahoma guy oh whiff he tavon he He tavon him that one where he stepped yeah. right and went yeah. left. He taped on him. guy stumbled back. I mean, yeah. guy's not going to like that on film. No, but the whole question with him is, can he continue to do that week in and week out? Because at some point, someone's going to hit him right. And But he is a small little dude that is as strong and as shifty. He's, and he's a solid dude, though. It's not yeah, like he's a little teeny thin dude. He can, he can hammer. You know what he's like, Hoppy? Old school? Joe Morris mm. from yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. Right? He's, that's kind of the deal he is. So that was the weekend gone by. Hold on, you're not going to mention Kansas? Well, did we, we talk about Jayhawks? Did we? Did, what were we talking about? We were talking about before the, we showed. Yeah, before the show. Oh, I thought, sorry, I even thought we Yeah, Kansas rolled again. Hey, folks, let me tell you something. That's how real this show is. Sometimes I don't even know if we're doing the show or not doing the show. We're just talking. We talked a bunch about it. Okay, yeah, let's go in here. Kansas, great at home. Okay, so. Won a home game. As, as we predicted on our show before West Virginia opened up against opened against Pitt, Brad Hoppy and I all went on record saying that Kansas would be two wins away from bowl eligibility before the month of October. And it looks as though we're going to hit that. 
So right, I think well, Jalen Daniels is playing. He, I mean, I know he won't win the Heisman. He's playing at a Heisman level right now. Hoppy Heisman. Heisman for JT. September Heisman for, for Daniels. Uh, Daniels. 324 and four touchdowns through the air. Ran for another 83 and a fifth touchdown. He has been absolutely lights out. And that's obviously what's making them go. He's putting those numbers up, not turning it over. That matches the good scheme they now have. They're, they're really playing well. Home crowd. We talked about that yeah. sellout on Friday. Yeah. Did a great job. As an athletic director, when do you make a move for Lance Leipold and extend him? Oh, right. you're already you're already talking. So like, that'll yeah, I would think it two be weeks. Soon, yeah, don't you think you just do it in two weeks? Probably pretty soon. Squelch all the conversation. Yeah, it, from a PR standpoint, it's it's too bad for them. They don't have it already ready and do it now when everything's rolling. Or at this point, they're so close to bowl eligibility. You might just you might just work on it, have it buttoned up, announce it once they hit bowl eligibility, assuming they can get there, which I think they would. I think they've got two more games left in them. I saw an interview he did, Lance Leipold did with Joel Klatt of Fox this past week, and you know Joel said, "Look, I'm not going to ask you about all the speculation about Nebraska and da 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 because it's not fair to you." He goes, "Well, listen, I appreciate that." He goes, "You got to remember," he said, "the right jobs are for right people. You have to take the right job for you." He goes. Okay, look at me. I went to Wisconsin Whitewater, and I went to University of Buffalo. Not necessarily places people run to. I mean, there was a method behind my madness when I came to Kansas. I know that it's not like the attractive job. I, I totally do believe he wants to go there and make that a consistent winner. I really do believe that. But if I were him, you know, you're going you're gonna to get, get the every bank. dollar you, you can go, get, what, which you, he is. You, you walk yeah. in the AD, you go, I apologize. Name slips me. The basketball coach. What's his name? <laughs> Self. I'll take as much as you're giving him. Which well, it, you can't. <clears throat> well, but see, here's why you stay at Kansas. So here's where college athletics has changed. It used to be you had to leave the Kansas job to go get the Nebraska job to get the money that comes with that. You don't have to anymore. They're going to open the bank, right? He's going to make four million. Sure. He's going to make four million to coach Kansas. We're getting to a bowl right now. Is puts you in contention for a statue. On the football side, number one. Number two, the pressure doesn't reside with him. It resides with William Self. He's the one that's got to go win national championships. Lance Leipold just has to go win six games, get to a bowl. Why would you give up $4 million to go to Nebraska where, okay, maybe, they, maybe they'll give you five, and, and I'm not poo-pooing a million dollars, I get it, but you go to Nebraska where they think it's still the 80s and think they have to win national titles and Big Ten titles, which they're not, and they're a long way from that, and you win nine games there and get fired, why wouldn't you take the totally four agree. and stay in Lawrence? I'll I, I tell you why. But, oh, I want to hear this. Why? Because coaches at an elite level always believe if they just had more resources and other things, whatever's on their box and list to check off, that they could be even more elite and compete for a national championship. Coaches at that level think that. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just speaking generally about coaches. I'm, Therefore, yeah. it's like, okay, and I'm not I'm, like Nebraska, like, you know, we've won national championships. We can do it again. Look at all this stuff. Look at all this. Look at all this. Look at all this. And we'll pay you a lot more than you're making now. I mean, that that's what happens. That's what happens. It does. I think I th I'm just going to be out on a limb here and say, I don't think he's that guy. Well, he might I think, not be. I, and I, I, think well, he might, I, I don't know him from Adam. He might be that guy. I don't even care if he is that guy or isn't that guy. You're not taking Nebraska right now. You are not leaving Kansas where you've got it turned in the right direction to take Nebraska that's the dumpster fire that it is. If Lance Leipold's really good, which he appears to be, 
You don't think there's another job coming yeah, down yeah, the road? Yeah, yes. You I don't think it, so? I'm not saying he's going to be at Lawrence. That's the thing. There's no absolutes. Lance Leipold, Leipold probably doesn't finish his career at Kansas. Maybe he does. Probably doesn't. But if he's as good as you think he is, he's going to get another run at this. This is Go get the money now and tell Nebraska to pound sand and figure it out on their own. And you stay at Kansas, win, take your $4 million, get to seven, go get another extension when your name comes up for the next job, a la follow Matt Campbell's blueprint. Matt Campbell's printing money over there. Let me ask you this. Why wouldn't you just follow that blueprint? Why isn't Matt Campbell? Matt Campbell hasn't done what you're saying. Matt Campbell's no, passed I, on well, a job I, well, every I was making, single year. I understand that. I was making a generalization as to, but we see more often than not, we see coaches do it. I know, but now I'm giving you specifics where they haven't. You've seen Mark Few do it in basketball. He's turned down every big-time job and says, I'm going to stay here and win. Let me throw this at you. Oklahoma and Texas are eventually going to leave, right? Kansas was able to win with Mark Mangino. Why couldn't Kansas? Why couldn't Lance Leipold pull a Don Nealon and just say, I'm setting up shop here, going to win here? And I don't think there's a huge difference if you're making four million or five million a year. If you make four million a year, it doesn't. Five million what, does not impact the way that you live on a day to day basis. What if your OC makes a million five instead of eight hundred thousand? You know, what if you bring your assistants and they make substantially more? He, he's the money's fine for him. If, if he's well, I'm just simply saying he's reached the point at Kansas where he can be. He can be very laser focused on what job he wants to take. I don't know Lance Leipold. Whatever job he wants, there's something in his mind that's the cream, the cream of the crop, premier job in the country. Uh, is it Nebraska right now in the current situation? No, no, I'm no. He was not. an analyst at Nebraska. He coached at Nebraska Omaha, if I'm not mistaken, with his background. It's he's not a lifelong Nebraska guy. You're going to go take Nebraska now? Well, you kidding me with that? My, my, I would just said Nebraska's example. My point was that. I understand what you're saying, and we have to qualify because we don't know what Lance Leipold's thinking is, but that if you continue to win, opportunities come, and they they are tempting for the reasons I, I mentioned. This week, in the Big 12 Conference, the Baylor Bears entertain Oklahoma State. That would be a good game. In Waco. Iowa State meets up against K-State. It's in. No, Iowa State has Kansas, don't they? My bag. I was Kansas. I'm, my bag. My bag. At Kansas. My bad. Um, Kansas State has Texas Tech in Manhattan. That'll be good. Can they hold off? That's a double letdown the spot. The emotion, right? <laughs> That's a, the rare double let, potential letdown spot there with those two. You want another good one? Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma's at TCU. That'd be a good game. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's at that. TCU. And uh, obviously, we know what the, the world champion Mountaineers are doing. So that, that, that's what's going on. You want some really quick numbers here. Individual numbers. Individual numbers. Total offense in the Big 12. This is all games, not just league games. JT Daniels is sixth. All-purpose yards. C.J. Donaldson of West Virginia, third. Bryce Ford Wheaton, eighth. Pretty good. Scoring, Casey Legg, third. C.J. Donaldson, tenth. Total offensive yards per game. J.T. Daniels, second. Donovan Smith, who had the big game against Texas, is in the lead category there. Want some team stuff? Again, Early on, I mean, we're a third of the way through the season, so I do think that it uh, 
that it does matter at this point. Team stuff. Scoring offense. West Virginia, fifth. 42.7 points per game. Kansas, number one in the league at 53 points per game. Texas, by the way, seventh at 37. Total defense. West Virginia is five, right in the middle. See, Kansas's defense eventually is going to get it caught. They're yeah. dead last in yeah. defense. They don't yeah. have a great defense. Do you have turnover margin up there? Uh, I can probably find it. Because i got to think Kansas has regression coming there. Mm-hmm. That was a big theme this weekend. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Teams turning it over. Didn't win games, Hoppy. Have you heard that before? I have. Turnover margin's got to be somewhere on this 5,000. Yeah, I'm probably getting close here. Okay, move on to something else. I'll see if I can find out what you're doing. Turnover margin, yes. K-State, one. Oklahoma, two. Iowa State, three. Kansas, four. Texas, five. TCU, six. Oklahoma State, seven. Baylor, eight. West Virginia, nine. Texas Tech, tenth. So, Kansas in the fourth spot. First downs per game. World champion Mountaineers. Third down conversions. West Virginia's at five. What's West Virginia first downs? One. Yep. On the on the backs of thirty two against Virginia Tech. Thank you. How about this? Did you think you'd have this stat, guys, going into October? First downs rushing. West Virginia number one in the league. Yeah, that's makes West Virginia's brings would a tear you have thought at this point you'd have more you would average more rush yards a game than Texas considering who they have as a running back yeah but you are how about this Texas in that category key we'll talk about later this week Texas is eighth in first downs rushing yeah their their offensive line struggling they've got an elite top one or two back in America but their line's struggling a little bit that'll be a a key matchup to watch on Thursday's preview show yeah I'll tell you what I wonder if uh, B. John Robinson, I wonder if he can hold up because they're riding that. He's he's getting a lot of carries, a lot of balls thrown to him. Yeah, he's scary. The the balls thrown to him are what concern me a little bit. Yeah. Getting him on that edge where West Virginia's had trouble, Yeah, that's a little bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because I, I think we're seeing, you know, as you start to get each week, we get more data in and you can see more. I, I do think it's going to be hard to run up the middle on West Virginia, right? I'm on, not on too much of a limb to say that. Right. Teams have had trouble going right at the Mountaineers. That defensive line's been as good as we, we thought it may be, but it's the, it's the edges that you still have a big concern yeah. with. Coming up, your texts, questions, which again, as I said in our last episode, continue. When you think you've reached an optimal level, when you think you've reached like a wow level of input from you, the listener, you guys continue just to go to another height. You know, it's kind of like getting to the top of Mount Everest, putting a flag down and going like, eh, we're going to keep going and just climb right into the clouds. That's what people are doing with their text, just getting better and better and better. Man's basketball practice starts today. What? For, yeah, officially opens today. Mountaineer basketball opens today. Bob I need, Hutton, I need a program. Yeah, you're probably going to need one. There's fresh new faces. Well, they're old faces, but they're, they're older people, but they're new <laughs> onto the team. Some of those guys, right? And... Everybody in college basketball, you just don't know. Very few teams can you really get a good handle. It's similar to basketball or football. You just don't know what the new mixture 
of players is going to do. How do how do they come together? How long does it take them to come together? Do you get it to click in the beginning or does it take time? We'll find out. This is an unbelievable I don't know, though. I mean, there's I don't don't knows going into seasons. This is an incredible I don't know with the number of new. It's what, 75% of the roster? Seven new guys. So more than half of the roster. Yeah. But all seven guys are probably going to get and need to get significant time. Oh, absolutely. This is a massive I don't know. Oh yeah, I need flashcards so I can identify. Well, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, the, the, there's gonna be some. Who's that? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a lot of teams, probably. Right? Yeah, that oh, isn't just wait. West Virginia. Oh no, no. Yeah, so that's just, that's up and down college basketball. Crazy. Yeah, keep the roster cards handy there for the first couple of games. Yeah, yeah. except for um, Timmy at Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, Drew we Timmy. Yeah, so they released they WVU on Friday released the new team picture for this season. And you just look at it. I'm just going to count it really quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight new dudes. Jimmy Bell's new. Josiah Davis is new. That's two. Josiah Harris is new. That's three. Emmett Matthews, you got to count him as new, right? Four. <laughs> yeah. Trey Mitchell. Trey Mitchell's five. Awesome. Eric Stevenson is six. Patrick Sumnick. Guy that played three is years seven. Here is new. <laughs> Joe Toussaint is eight. I'm wrong. Muhammad Wagi is nine. Yeah. Nine new dudes. That's two thirds of the roster. Yeah, That's nine out of us. Yeah. yeah. Nine new dudes. I mean, Emmett Matthews is like some of those journeyman NBA players. Like they come back around their back on the Celtics or the back on the Cavaliers. Hey, right? Emmett, Emmett came back so he could retire in a Mountaineer jersey. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, Good to have him back, though. Great two, to have him back. Four, six, great to eight, have him back. ten, a, uh, guest here, uh, a frequent guest on three guys before. Hey, get, Tony, get him in here. Can you? Well, I mean, sure, now, I mean, yeah, you can do can. anything with any player at any time. Yeah, <laughs> we could do that. Get him in here. We do need to get him back. The uh, first public appearance by the Mountaineers will be fourteen October. Fourteen October. That's the Golden Blue debut at the Coliseum. That's our off week in football. And then they're going to play an exhibition game against Don Nealon's alma mater, Bowling Green, on the 28th of October. Is that the one where nobody can go? No, no, no. This is the one you can go. It's a fundraiser uh, for uh, Norma Mae Huggins. You're referring to the super secret scrimmage that nobody can know about until the box score is released four minutes after it's over. That one? (laughs) Yeah. That you can't talk about until you get on and talk about it. The illegal one, the illegal one that nowadays they're streaming live. (laughs) 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 Hey, make sure this doesn't get out. Just, but you can go to YouTube and watch it. It's it's fine. Just take a look there. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, let's hit it. Boy. Text again. Really, 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 really. Ladies and gentlemen, textual healing has reached number one on the charts in New Zealand. Unofficially. We start off today with textual healing with a uh, gentleman I met last Thursday night. Big three guys listener. 
told me he was going to do something interesting this week. Where was that? Where were you? I was at Kegler's doing Neil's show. And uh, he came in the unconventional way. We had the glass door behind me open. So we were in break and he came in behind, just gave me a shoulder tap. Very informal. (laughs) Very informal. He said, hey, listen, love the show. And uh, what you guys are doing, he said, uh, my wife and I taking a train to Austin. I hope he left that night. Took a train. So I said, give me the details on this. But I was in a commercial. So I couldn't fully, you know me. I want, I want to know the details on this because I love stuff. So you know how long it takes or what the what the route is? He said, listen, I'll, I'll email you so oh, I give you the good. details. Thanks for our quick discussion last night on the radio show. You asked me to share some details about my wife and I taking the Amtrak to Austin for the Texas game. I knew this was too long to put in a three guys before the game text, so I decided to email you. We will depart on Amtrak's Capital Limited on Tuesday night, 9.47 p.m. out of Connellsville, less than an hour north of Morgantown. There's free parking at the station, plus the city police location nearby, so you don't have to worry about coming back and having your car up on cinder blocks. Very good, we've good res- start. We've reserved a room at, small private room, bunk beds for two people for the entire trip. We will sleep overnight, view the sunrise in eastern Indiana, and arrive in Chicago's majestic Union Station a little bit before 9 a.m. Wednesday, about an 11-hour trip in all. By the way, sleeping in our beds on the train comes easy to us. We like the gentle sway of the train. Sure. Our next train, the Texas Eagle, doesn't depart until 1.45 Wednesday afternoon. So One second. So it sounds like they've got to detrain and oh, pick yeah. up another train. Well, yeah, because they're starting on the Capital Limited, then they're going to get on to the Texas Eagle. So they've got until about 2 in the afternoon. There is a Giordano's Pizza location nearby, so I plan to eat some authentic Chicago deep-dish pizza. That's very good. When they pull the piece, the piece oh, up for you and that cheese is about 6 feet long, Hoppy, <laughs> when they do that there. Well, I would suggest this to you, David. Order it like piece. today because that doggone stuff takes so long to get. Yeah. Takes a long time, yeah. Once we're in our room at aboard the Texas Eagle and the train departs, we'll be rolling southward through Joliet, Bloomington, Springfield, Alton, as well as other Illinois cities before crossing the Mississippi into St. Louis, 721 that night with a great view of the famous arch. After midnight, we cross into Arkansas, then hit Texarkana around sunrise. We will go through Dallas and Fort Worth around lunchtime, two different stops as well as seven other lesser Texas cities before finally arriving in Austin at 6.22 p.m. Thursday night, almost 29 hours after leaving Chicago. We will retrace our route on the return trip, leaving Austin, 9 in the morning on Tuesday, eventually get back Thursday morning in Connellsville. We love watching the world go by outside our train window. Life is really about the journey, and we are looking forward to this one. Lots of folks may think we're crazy for doing this. But we have enjoyed other long-distance train trips on, and I love the way Amtrak names these trains, because I've already given you the Texas Eagle and the Capital Limited. They've taken rides on the Empire Builder, the California Zephyr, and the Southwest Chief. All meals are provided. Cabin stewards, very helpful. Total cost, him and his wife, a little bit under two grand. Yes, we could get there quicker by flying. We have four other friends who will be sitting with us at the Texas game. They're flying to get there. However, we enjoy train travel, see new sections of our great country. Strong. We look forward to a few days of exploring Austin on our first visit there, including trying out the barbecue place that you recommended. 
and we'll tell them you sent us. That might get you a free dollop of sour cream. Hopefully we can enjoy a West Virginia victory. P.S. I think sometimes you guys give Hoppy too hard of a time on some shows. His coffee clatch in the mornings is vitally important to many of us West Virginians who want to hear real news interviews and not the typical, slanted, name-calling AM radio talk shows. He does a good job with both news and sports. Well, thank you. Goes in the thin file. Appreciate it. Enjoy that train travel. Is Train travel has a romantic element to it, and there's something to watching the world go by, so uh, they sound like they're really into it. That's a long trip. <laughs> Kirchhoff pointing out, yeah. It's, that's, a, that's I mean, that's a three-dayer. Okay. I'm aware. That's th- a three-dayer. I think I could be a train guy. Excuse me? I think I could be a train guy. Do you really? I think I could do that. That's surprising. If I had the time and I wasn't pressed and yeah. I didn't have to get back and I could just do what they're doing, I think I could be a train guy and do that. There's I a, would have preferred the straight through. I don't like to having to change it's the layout. Cha- it's just one. Yeah, I don't like that, though, but I think I could do that. I've never done any train travel in this country to speak of, but I've, in other countries I've taken trains. Like in Europe, the train travels is... Um, no, don't bring that up. We already had that controversy on the show. What was that? Because remember I came out and said, why can't the United States have bullet trains? Got jumped all over by problems. Ted. Yeah. Because what? Cause, I because I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that? Oh, yeah. I said, why can't we have super fast trains like they do in Europe? And he wrote and explained how Europe's laid out differently and da, 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 whatever it was. But anyway, that's, uh, we look forward to a report on his, uh, on his trip. <clears throat> Thank you very much. It's a fun place. Uh, yeah, you know. Son's, your, son is, there. your son is, did he move from Austin? Oh, he just did. He just moved he, to Bastrop, which is about 40 minutes outside of Austin. Okay. <clears throat> Texter, Scopes. Zaxby's is a, all about their sauce. They are a chicken finger restaurant. They aren't trying to be Chick-fil-A. They are much better than Cane's. Sorry you had a bad experience. I loved Zaxby's, Zaxby's when I lived in the Carolinas. Sounds like the August opening has them in West Virginia after two-game mode. That was nice. Did you get a coupon for a free meal because you didn't enjoy your experience with that text? That was nice of the manager to text you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Was Zaxby's- it the manager? Yeah. No. Well, it sounds like it. No. Told them about, about their sauce. They're not trying just, to be too. It sounds like it's from the manager. Well, let me just tell you this. Zaxby's <laughs> is all about their sauce. Come on. Texter. Mike in Parkersburg. Hello. Scope. I'll just tell you this. If you put Zaxby's down in front of me right now, I'd eat it. <laughs> what is that? Is that because you're particularly hungry right now or because what? Is it be- yeah, is it because you're hungry? Or is it because your food management good? is notoriously bad. It's notoriously bad. Not at, uh, I almost brought you a bar before the not show. Not disputing that. Would have eaten the bar probably. Bad I'm food sorry. management again this morning. I'm starving. But I will also say this. He's a notorious food snob. Yes. So yes. him not liking Zaxby's is not a surprise at all. Yeah. True. I have a feeling I would like Zaxby's more than he would. Well, I feel like you could probably eat Zaxby's. No, look, sometime- you'd have like one chicken finger, <laughs> and and he cut it in eight pieces, and, and, right? And you'd have and one knife. for lunch, half of it for lunch, and half for dinner. While I'm eating three different meals and eating some of yours, and asking <laughs> you if you're done with your sides, can I have those? But I think you would enjoy it with me. I, I would. And sometimes it's about fuel. Okay. Sometimes you're just looking for fuel. I don't have, I'm not like Tony. I can't have people waiting on me all the time and have like big service to me. Just like, I got to have something. I'm going to eat it now. I may regret it later, but this is going to get me through to the next, to the next thing. My brother, Nick, 
One time I saw him eating, and I said, you're eating a lot. What are you? He said, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. <laughs> I think that's in my mind, too. <laughs> that is how you eat. That is how I eat. The upset of this isn't that you didn't like Zaxby's. Because, I, I mean, I... That's a little I don't know why you didn't call me before you went to Zaxby's. I could have told you you wouldn't have liked Zaxby's. Because That's I absolutely not you. The upset in this is, and you're burying the lead, you ate it twice on the same day after you already didn't like it. Well, <laughs> I went and got it at lunch, and then it was the post-game meal. What was I supposed to do? I'm not going to eat. At the, the stadium, it was the post-game meal? Yeah. Yeah. Do you get any food when you get on the plane? You didn't think you could make the 20-minute drive to the airport? <laughs> was there food on the plane? I mean, I haven't been on a plane trip with the Mountaineers in 10 years. When I went, it was a ton of food, and that was when there were rules and budgets. There's none of those things now. There's got to be so much food on that plane, you don't know what to do. You couldn't make it 15 minutes? There's a tremendous amount of food on the plane when you sit down. However, I wanted to use that time to sleep. I wanted to have consumed my so meal. So you didn't eat on the plane? Well, it might have. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so you had no food on the plane. You slept. Because, again, you're talking to people that have been on the plane with you. You're talking you know to somebody that has sat okay. next to you on the All plane, right. Right. and you've fallen asleep. You're sound asleep. You're hunched over in that weird position you get in when you sleep. You're out, and all of a sudden, you just know when there's food <laughs> coming by, you're up. Give me one of those. Give me that steak. I'll have that. And I'm looking at him, Hoppy, going, like, how did he just wake up? I've been wanting to talk about the game for an hour and a half. He's been snoring all pretzel down, like under the, he's like a bag. He almost he gets is, under he the is. He folds his way in. Hey, and then that, those flight attendants come through and my man's two rows away. Got it. I need food. Got Give it. me that steak. And then let me know when the dilly bars are coming. True or false? Listen, true or false? This is true. Listen, what happened? Coming back the other night, 30 minute, 32 minute flight. There we go. Yeah. They had a big bag of food. I reached in while we were pulling out and I ate the grapes because you can always trust the grapes. Then I went down. And just for whatever reason, like I opened up my whatever, left whatever, whatever reason. You, yeah, whatever There's reason. There's the infamous whatever reason. Like a raccoon. And it's and I look over and they got the wicker basket they're walking on full of the candy. Sure. So I go, I like I come up. You're gonna love See? this. You're gonna love this. I came up, took a Kit Kat, went down, listen to this, went down, kept my eyes closed, opened it, <laughs> broke it in half. Yep. pulled it out with yep. my eyes closed. Yep. Now it's about 2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, and I'm flying with my eyes closed, eating a Kit Kat, going, what in the hell are you doing? You're eating a Kit Kat with your eyes closed, hunched over. You didn't have a meal, though? Yeah. I ain't know, because I ate the chicken. I'm not crazy about those bad sandwiches they put in those bags. Plus, it was one of those deals when you get on the plane, the flight attendants are going like, do you want, you want a hamburger? You want, I'm going like, nah, I got stuff in my hands. I'm not carrying a hot piece of foil down there. Hot piece of foil. You always take the hamburger and the hot foil. That's exactly what you yes. do. Like, that's exactly what you do when you get on. Take it. May have gotten offhand here a little bit. Mike in Parkersburg says, I was on the edge of Westover Bridge last week. Still not out of sight of the river, but I'm very impressed with Neil Brown. Playing to actually win instead of not to lose is evidenced by his willingness to go for it on fourth down several times Thursday night. Also, can we say JT Daniels is a freaking cyborg? He studies the opposition like a robot. I noticed several of his passes were, which were incomplete, but it was always on the receivers, not being where they should be. That's NFL-level stuff. We haven't seen that in a West Virginia uniform in quite a while. Wow. There will be a time this season where West Virginia will be on their own 48. It'll be fourth and one, and they'll go for it and not get it. Yeah. And what will happen, Brad? People will say, that's a wonderful decision to go for it. You should always go for it on fourth down. I don't care if they don't get it. I would have been supportive even if he didn't get it. 
Oh, That's okay. kind of when Rich took over one of Rich's first Very reasonable games. takes. Might have been Rich's first game at home. He faked an extra point. He, wait, wait, excuse me. Faked an extra point or faked a field goal, didn't make it, and everyone gave him a standing ovation. That's just greatest thing ever. I, I have a vague memory of that. Yeah, Nick and Fort Ashby. Did it work? No, we got stuffed. People were <laughs> people were happy for creativity. Everyone likes to live, you know, gambling. Hey, three guys, long-time listener, fourth-time texter. <laughs> Had some free time over the last couple of days. Went back and listened to the episodes leading to Dana's departure and the road to hiring Neil Brown. The excitement, hype, and fit all seemed to be spot on at the time. Four years in, and the fan base is still hit or miss on their feelings. After a rough start to the season, did Neil cool his seat off with a dominant win over VPI? By the way, Dana, they barely beat Rice. Yeah, didn't cover. 10 points in the fourth quarter, Brad, to beat Rice. Didn't cover. Yeah. Um, anytime you win, everyone feels better all the way down from fans to the to the highest level of university. Dana's not on, or uh, he, Dana Neil's not on any hot seat. He was seat. on a hot seat. That's I think that's the misnomer there. This isn't a this isn't a game by game hot cold turning the temperature up and down. It's it's a longer process and evaluation. Ted in Colorado, always a West Virginia connection. I'm hiking down a trail to my favorite trout stream wearing my West Virginia cap. So he's in Colorado. I look ahead, older couple hiking out. Gentleman blocks the trail and says to him, now he's got a West Virginia hat on. This guy says, I hate West Virginia. <laughs> I smile and say, what did we ever do to you? He responds, you stole our coach and you ruined our basketball future. Had to be a Kansas State fan. I laugh and he says, this is not funny. I hate West Virginia and I marched and he marched down the trail. That's, that's unfortunate. That seems to be uh, retaining some anger. By the way, I'll make a prediction. If West Virginia goes five and seven, and but Neil Brown has not, quote unquote, lost the team, that is, they stay with him the whole time, you don't have these wholesale departures, there will be zero discussion about firing Neil Brown. I mean, maybe among the fans there will be, there will be. No movement on Neil Brown from the from the athletics director. Yeah, agree. Yes, totally agree. That guy held a lot of hate there, anger about that Kansas State stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, get over that. Get a so guy came back. To, he came to back to West Virginia. They arrested a guy. I saw it on his the, home. They arrested a guy on social media this week. They found him going back to the gravesite of his wife that had divorced him 48 years earlier, and he was urinating on the gravesite. Kept doing it. They put a security camera up, finally found out who it was. Her husband, she had divorced 48 years earlier. Gee, I wonder why she divorced him. Nice. <laughs> <a> jerk. <laughs> Texter. Hey, three guys, I, empath I empathize with our doctor friend that encountered the antisocial Virginia Tech fan in Hawaii. Back in July, I was at a dad and son summer camp out here in New Mexico. Of course, wherever I go, I try to wear the flying WV at least once or twice. There was a dad there that was obviously a big Sooner fan. He wore Oklahoma hats and shirts every day, and we were there for a week. He noticed me one morning at breakfast with my West Virginia swag, and he gave me that disconcerting look you sometimes get from the opposition fans. I tried to talk to him a couple of times that week, trying to use football as an icebreaker. 
He obviously didn't want anything to do with me, and I got the impression he intentionally avoided me. Hmm. That's one. Sorry to hear that. Here comes another one. I was at Love Field in Chicago catching a connector one evening in 2017. There were some Texas Tech partisans on the flight in their swag. I was in my West Virginia swag. West Virginia was facing Texas Tech that Saturday. All I, can, all I received from them was a disconcerting stare. Some people just cannot enjoy these games and rivalries for what they are. Fun. Sorry you had to go through that. Hey, three guys, Isaac in Ohio. I sent this via email last Isn't week. Isn't Love Field in Dallas? My bad. You're right. It is Dallas. Why did I say Midway's in Chicago? Yeah. Thank you, Hoppy, for that correction. I thought, but I double-checked. Saved four texts for the next show. Hey, three guys, Isaac from Ohio. I sent this via email last week because I wasn't sure we could send pictures through the text. Here it is in the text line to make sure it's easier for you. Love the show. Taylor, I think that's the back bumper that we want to look at on that one. So that's the back of a car. On the left circle, it's the flying WV. On the right circle, it's horns down. Guy driving down the road. There are a lot of horns down at uh, Lubbock. Oh, yeah. A lot of people giving horns down. They get flagged or suspended or carted off to jail? No. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, mass flags were thrown. Uh, there shouldn't be a single flag on that all year. Um, yeah. I, what, I, I mean, why would you protect the out-of-conference school? I, I agree. No. Texter, one quick point. Zaxby's is actually a poor man's raising canes. Texter, hey guys, Ted and Warrington, also known as the Warrington, known as the train guy. There's Ted. You were just talking about Ted. Sure. Fresh off a near network wide shutdown, that world would have debilitated the U.S. economy. Remember the rail yeah. strike hoppy? So yeah. Ted probably broke that up and probably talked sense into these people. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> One, I was beautiful watching the game with 20 Virginia Tech fans and grads here in Virginia. Even got a babysitter and was able to watch the first half out in public like a normal human. Hoppy, hoppy, hoppy would have been horrified. <laughs> Number two, Zaxby's absolutely trash. Jeez. Oh, their, okay. their service correlates with their work as an employer. Offer college tuition money. One of the national lenders is employing people with downs, et cetera. Their care for their people translates to the product they put out. Tony's dad would be proud and even absent of head slaps. I think he was talking about Chick-fil-A there, wasn't he? Didn't he come back and? Oh yeah, college football. Yeah, he was saying Chick Fil A discussion. Yeah, I've they, never been they, to Zaxby's. I mean, is it is it a fast food? Yeah, it's like Popeyes. Or Zaxby's just taking shots on the show here. I mean, similar type of similar? heavily heavily crunchy chicken. That's all it is. Let's get the batter on that chicken and heat it up to about eight hundred degrees and make the batter almost like uh, crumb cake. You know, it's uh, Popeyes though. You can get rice and beans. That's good. Texter, who has more for the Texas game? JT Daniels touchdown passes or Texas team total rushing touchdowns? Center, a little Good bit one. of a little prop there. Good one. Tony, the main reason Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, and others are successful and others are struggling is this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You may know the story behind the founders of these companies, especially Chick-fil-A. If you don't, go research their history. They close on Sunday, right? Yeah. In 633, I looked up. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, they, uh, 
base their business principles on the Bible. Texter, I hope it's not against the rules to send a text twice in one episode, but I wanted to share this picture. Okay, so this is the same person. This was on an interstate, me with my West Virginia plane on the front of my truck. A while back, I saw this genius on the interstate here in town. Me with my West Virginia plate on the front of my truck. Drove up beside him going, we'll say 75 in case law enforcement listens. We made eye contact. I gave him the horns up gesture for a second only. He, being a true Texas hater, knew instinctively what to do. In unison, we gave horns down at interstate speed. Texas haters everywhere, mostly because they're so easy to hate. Here's hoping we get plenty of opportunity to continue the gestures come Saturday, Philip in Tampa. So that was Philip in Tampa, that bumper that we showed you there. Jason Charleston, South Carolina. Hello. Looking forward to the momentum of a solid win in Blacksburg carry over in horns down territory this coming weekend. However, this week's text is directed at the increasingly popular food and drink segment of the show. I know that Scopes is an Italian food aficionado. I believe he would undoubtedly raise a noise to any canned marinara sauce. That said, I tried Rao's homemade marinara for the first time. I could not believe that a canned sauce could taste that good. Have you guys tried Rao's before and have an opinion on it? Hoppy? I have not. I see it. I, I know, I mean, dude, I don't, I'm not going to food shame you. It takes a little time to make your own sauce. I mean, if it's good and you like it, and the, good. I mean, this, the pre-prepared sauces have gotten much, much better. I get attacked a lot by my wife because when I go into like food elita, elitism, yeah. she kind of reminds me. She said, dude, you used to eat ragu. When you were, you know, when it first gets, I, I got nothing. I have no problem with ragu. So, you know, you spice up a little bit, put a little garlic in there, a little olive oil. Take care of it. Hey, guys, Eric from Polka here. Putnam County is the best county. Anyway, my wife and I are going to the game at Texas. Any food or drink recommendations in Austin? Uh, yes. One of my top two barbecue ever. Valentina's Tex-Mex in Austin. Valentina's Tex-Mex in Austin. There's a lot of there's a oh. lot of good places. We went the last place I was there in Austin. Just we're one of those classic places where you get in line and there's just a guy with meat, and you just like how which meat do you want? And they just start giving you meat. Yeah. And like at the end, like oh, how much do you? Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's always the best. Yeah. Uh, so Valentina's uh, off the chart. It was featured on uh, Guy Fieri was in there. So it was, it's really good. You're going to have to stand in line for a little bit, but it's definitely worth it. Go there and then tell me. Dave in Richmond, wasn't there a time in 2014 when we muffed a bunch of punts? Dana just stopped sending people back. I'm kind of at this point this season. Call for a fair catch, then run away. I'd rather have it at the one than turn it over on a muff. Like we said. I yes, know. he did do that. Obviously, they got to fix that. Clint in Bridgeport. Good work on fighting the good fight boys that you started last year. They at least have our game in Eastern time. Did you see this? <laughs> Did they? Yeah, here's the schedule that the league put out yesterday. If you look at the bottom, West Virginia, Texas, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It, and that's a real big victory because mm -hmm. it's a road game. Because before they've given you, well, start times in Central time there. Road games haven't made it on there. That was, that's a real big step in the yeah. right direction. A lot of people sent that to us, so we appreciate everyone that did send that to us. And we do feel, from a um, leadership perspective of this podcast, that we have made a movement. We have had success. The fight is not over. We will continue to battle for Eastern time well, that's recognition. A win. You won. 
Well, there's other things. Now they just got to be consistent. Consistent is what we want. Now we want consistency. Meanwhile, the Big 12 is wishing that West Virginia would leave the league and they could stop hearing about it. They better buckle it up because you got two central or two Easterns coming next year. See what they do. Three. Well, you got Houston's in their own zone. BYU's in their own zone. Yeah, two more. Cincinnati and uh, Central Florida are going to be Eastern. Oh, I say two more. Yeah, two more. Mm hmm. Greg in Catlettsburg, you all said before the start of the season, there are so many unknowns in the league. After week three, K-State no longer my dark horse. Oklahoma was unstoppable, still unsure about Kansas and Tech. After week four, all I know is Kansas is good, and we may have been wrong about Max Duggan, TCU quarterback, so still many unknowns. But looking ahead to next week, and try with all your heart to give an unbig 12 bias opinion. Which matchup wouldn't you want to watch compared to, say, the Big Ten or Pac-12 games? The two worst teams are going head-to-head are 2-2. Two and two. The most exciting leagues besides the fun belt. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Yeah, like we said earlier, these are all good games. Yeah. All good games. Texter says, scope spreads in 3-H. This is completely unrelated to sports, but completely related to the food sector of the podcast. I couldn't help but relate to Tony and Brad's food control problems as I nearly ate a full eight ounce block worth of cream cheese. That's an ingredient to my pathetic copycat version of the black bean dip from the So Long Saloon in Manhattan, Kansas. I can't recommend the real deal enough the next time you're in Manhattan. Enjoy the show, and let's go Mountaineers. Boy, eight ounces of cream cheese. Man, that's... Ooh, dog. <laughs> you better break that down with something. I'm going to be in there with him. Really? Take a little bite of that, spread it on a cracker as you're making something. Eight oh, ounces? Bite eight ounces. Eight uh, ounces? Eight dude? ounces? Well, probably. Wow. Texter. You've never really eaten with me. You know, I'm, I'm not sure I have. Yeah, you, you don't really know. Potato. You only see me eating in like 15-second increments on the show <laughs> on our game day coverage when you got to wolf it down in a commercial break. You want, Well, we get food. We get a lot of food for our game day coverage. And Brad, I mean, Brad has to be fed. So we're like, how long is the break? What do we got, three minutes? Okay. And he'll just get something. I mean, it's boom, kills it. Mm-hmm. About three minutes. I once ate a steak from Texas Roadhouse in a commercial break during the Rich Rodriguez sports line. <laughs> True story. Took the break, picked up that steak, didn't have any bone. I just crushed the entire steak in a commercial break, which couldn't have been more than four minutes. Do what you got to do. P1 Jason in Dallas. Hey, guys. Was surprised to see Tony launch right off the top rope on Zaxby's. Not that I disagree, especially on the overall sentiment of subpar customer service and general industry. The last time I paid cash for an order, it was something like $12.31. So I handed the kid $22.31 for an obvious $10 back to make it easy. Nope. After he looked at me like I was an alien, he hands me the $231 back and then $769 in change. All you can do is laugh. I enjoy using cash, though. I like how it looks, how it feels, and sure, I like how it smells. Speaking of cash, figured I'd share another bet slip since this is a Big 12-themed episode, and I'm sure Spreads likes to see winning parlay slips. All games involving Big 12 teams, involving the, including the world champion fighting Kansases. So it's a little difficult to see. There, is that – can you see it? I got to get up there. Walk up there and see what he has. I, I do see the Kansas one. Boy, he parlayed Kansas minus seven. You didn't even take a better line there, Jason. 
What's that top one? 187, he bet. He won 1468. That's a nice day. Who'd he take? Baylor on the top one? Baylor money line. Kansas minus seven. And who's the bottom? Okay. It worked. Jason liked the fourth quarter in that game. I said there were 27 points in that, including the two touchdowns in the final two minutes that helped kick it over. Jason keeps hitting these things. He's paying for that breakfast at the original Pancake House when we get together in Lubbock. Take care of that. Dear three guys, I've got two quick stories. I got married this summer. And the win Thursday was personally very fulfilling as my wife is a hokey. For our honeymoon, we went to Spain and Portugal. I was having breakfast at my hotel in Libsyn, and they had something called bread with sausage. It was a beautiful roll stuffed with Spanish chorizo. It was a Portuguese pepperoni roll. It was so good, I snagged a couple for the flight home. My wife for our wedding asked for a certain Metallica song to be played at the reception so all of her hokey alums could dance around to it. But... I had one condition. I get a song too. And just like Thursday night in Blacksburg, Metallica had their moment. But at the end of the night, everyone was singing Country Roads, <laughs> signed by Lane in Winchester, Virginia. Good negotiating. Very good, Lane. Best of luck. Congratulations on your wedding. Now, I need a couple of those uh, sausage rolls right now. Sounds good, doesn't it? Chorizo pepperoni well, roll. We got to get this boy fed. This guy's hungry. Are you doing intermittent He's fasting? Hungry. Is that no, what you're doing? No, I'm just hungry. <laughs> did you eat breakfast uh, not really well then you're fasting texter scope spreads and hoppy three times love the reference tony made that spreads could be the name of a guy in the mob it got me thinking what was the saying tony had about the italians and concrete shoes he said it over the summer and i remember laughing about it all day what i said was the river is deep and cement is cheap that's it also, can we get a spread segment from Spreads on a weekly basis since we don't have as great sports gambling podcast anymore? Thank you, Zach from Charleston. Thank you, Zach. So you're not doing game within the game right now here, but you do do a gambling podcast with your boy, Dave. Yep, Dave from what's, Dave Sharapan. What's the name of it? Eight in the box. The number eight or the word? Word eight E-I-G-H-T. Eight in the box. Thank you for asking. Eight in the box available probably on that Apple podcast, or Spotify. Wherever, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you. That's what Dave Sharapan, who was on the game within the game with me. Long time Las Vegas odds maker. Uh, Dave's terrific. Terrific. He has a lot of hats. Was he on West Virginia? Huh? Was he on West Virginia against Virginia Tech? Yeah. Hey, he wears a lot of He was a baseball Got hat. Got a great hat collection. How many? Hundreds. Hundreds, right? Hundreds. Yeah. Texter, mental or muscle memory are both good and a problem. Good when it comes to proper golf swings and foul shots. Bad when it comes to seeing a name on jersey and assuming it has to be good or bad. See Texas and Kansas. Texas getting overhyped for the 113th year in a row. And now, because Kansas has been Kansas for so long, no one assumes they're not top 25 legit. They should probably be top 15. Preseason expectations should be removed once the games start. Also, maybe Hoppy should go to the Buckwheat Festival this week. He could get lost in the crowd, wear a disguise, and no one knows he is there. There you go, Hop. I was out this week. You went somewhere? I would, yeah, I was in Wheeling. Really? Yeah, out in public much of the day. 
For an event or just out? Just out. Hmm. What does one do wandering around wheeling? Well, um, it was, we were marking my 20th anniversary and we got oh, married. You'll recall. I was there. You were there. We got married at Ogilvy. Your 20 year anniversary. 20 year anniversary. Holy cow. Yeah. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you. you so we went to Ogilvy, which is beautiful, and wandered around Ogilvy and went down to Market Street and had a bite to eat. It was nice. Enjoyed the day. I did. But you know what? I don't think I had any interaction with anybody. <laughs> Stunner. <laughs> Except my wife. <laughs> I did order for myself in the restaurant. You did? Yes. Had an ice cold, ice cold beer and a, and a, what did I, and a burger. So you didn't cross by anybody at any point. Oh, anybody I crossed, say but I didn't. Uh, just it, you know, you. He I runs, did, a, he runs across any... the street when he sees people coming. He goes, "Come here, come on, Karen, go to the other side." No one gave you a hey, three, love three guys while you were up there. I'm disappointed no, in that. You I'm know surprised what? By I that. Did, we did not have any. We did uh, stake out the old Cooey Benz building. <laughs> Excuse me. The Cooey Benz building. Okay. Wheeling has a lot of great old architecture and old buildings. I mean, it's really a pretty neat place to walk around. Remember last episode, we showed those pictures of the San Marzano tomatoes yes. in, in the store called Jungle Gym. You brought one in. Yeah. By the way, I ate it after the How show. Oh, gosh, was that good. Was it? You know, tomatoes are fruit, legally, right? It was eating candy. Oh, really? It was like eating candy. You saw me. I was getting... Anyway, so last show we showed the market was Jungle Gems. Guy in Cincinnati, Eric, writes in. Jungle Gems is an international food market with food from all over the world. Brad, I've never seen anything like it. I have some friends in the Huntington area who will take a Saturday. Take a Saturday. They get several empty coolers and they go stock up on various food items from around the world. I spent an hour there before the game Thursday and probably didn't see but half of the store. So that's kind of like for Cincinnati people, kind of like what we do at the Strip District in Pittsburgh. You get coolers. When you leave Morgantown, load them up, and then you go in there and just load up your stuff. Oh, by the way, when we were there at Center Market, and they have a, they got a lot of good stuff there, and they had a, a place where they were making past, made pasta, and Karen suggested I bring something for you. I nixed it because I said you were making your own pasta this week. I did. How, how did Better than the disaster from week one. But not there yet. Huh? Close, but not yet. I found another recipe I'm going to try probably next week. Okay. Got better. Didn't turn into just this sticky mess. Did you eat it? I did. Yeah, I'm eating it. That's fine. The, the noodles are much heavier when you use homemade pasta. Okay. So you got to be like, had a situation. So I made two types. I made fuselli which I got spiral, and then I made rigatoni. So I should have stopped at the fuselli. That was fine. I had, had enough, had enough, because I made a ricotta and Parmesan cream sauce, that, which is heavy to begin oh, with. Oh, yeah. But then I had to just taste the rigatoni. I had them. I wanted to see what the rigatoni, I ended up crushing those. So I had to sit in a prone position. <laughs> I had to sit like that, watch Oklahoma, Kansas on a tilt, and just stood laid there because I knew if I went to sleep, and so about 1.30 in the morning, like Pash is doing like Arizona State against somebody. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I think I can try to go to sleep now. Did you, you just like eat and cook, eat and cook, eat and cook? That's all they do. I mean, that's what you did all day Saturday? Yeah, I made Eat me and cook? Yeah. And then Sunday, I made, uh, I made meatball subs and sauce. That was tremendous. 
But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, last episode we said someone had made a uh, beer label for hoppy, hoppy, hoppy beer. Can we take a look at that? Thank you. <laughs> Somebody made that's pretty good. That's really good. Plus Kerchevale, that's pretty good. What's he got? Uh, he's got the alcohol. That's at, pretty good. He's got the alcohol at eleven and a half. That'd be a, that'd be. Oh a my good. gosh, that'd be a kick. <laughs> Don't need too many of those. <laughs> that's that a good a, label there. That is, is really good. Why? <laughs> why haven't the people like? Why hasn't? This is what I, I don't understand this craft beer industry. Well, we haven't pit. We haven't. They don't. No, they listen. They're out there. Those people are listening. Why has not? I talked to Pat Strader. You know, Pat Strader is the beer guy. He goes on Dave Weekly's show every week. Beer, oh, yeah. Beer yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Right. I say, Pat, what's up with these beer people? I mean, you got to help me here. He says, dude, there's two kind of beer people that make beer. There's the beer people that have so much demand. They can't keep up. Right. They don't need marketing. They can't keep They can't make it enough. And then there's the other ones that are like, they're about an inch away from going under. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and there's no middle. There's no middle class. But we could take that person. We could take that struggling brewery that needs some branding and we can sell your product. We push product here. We do push product. Clear. Unbelievable of success. Of all the things that are true about this program, that might be at the top of the list. We move product. I might just, I might create a hoppy 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 beer independently and then we get on the doggone thing and we just sell it well i mean somebody's got to i understand we'll figure that out you ever been well somebody's got to do like black label like they do chips they white label stuff yeah hoppy 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 i'm a little surprised grace from apothecary alehouse hasn't walked across the parking lot and made a pitch here yet as much as we have made them our establishment you would think that they official alehouse you ever been to Screech Owl? I've heard great things about it. Yeah. I've never been there. I've heard been great there things once. about it. need to go back. I understand their Belgian wheat is like really super great. I had a Screech Owl, Screech Owl uh, porter Saturday. Up in Wheeling? Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Last text. Hello, Scopes, Triple H, and Spreads for the second straight week. We will be entering a game that could have attached with it the narrative as the biggest game in the Neil Brown era. However, this time the Mountaineers will be a 10-point dog, which brings me to my question. Does this not seem absurd that folks in the desert installed this line? Texas has a backup QB or a talented freshman in yours who has played less than seven quarters of football. Granted, they took Bama to the wire, but that feels like a Longhorn special to play up that week. And let's not forget they just lost in Lubbock. But, yep, they feel like a 10-point favorite. Come on. Are they trying to hand us some money this week with the Mountaineers? Can I get confirmation here from spreads? Love the disrespect from Vegas. Sincerely, Blaine on the porch. Well, Blaine, that's the beauty of sports wagering. You can go in there and take those Mountaineers by double digits. I think that's gone, though. It's nine in most places um, right now. It does seem like that's a that's a play on West Virginia early in the week. WVU just hasn't been on been good on the road under Neil Brown. We've talked about that a bunch, but but yeah, they have been covering a little bit. I've been covering a little bit with him. Single digit road dogs under Neil Brown, one and seven straight up, but three, four and one against the spread. If you count Pitt as a push, okay. Some people may have won that. Sarkeesian, just- Sarkeesian, three and one against the spread and straight up at home is a double digit favorite. If that number ticks back to ten, Brad, similar to your numbers. A little bit different perspective. West Virginia, three and nine straight up in the last 12 home games. 
So again, not good road on the road. Games, road games, you mean? Uh, Texas seven and two against the spread in the last nine home games. Did you just give me that? Is that the one you just did? No. Seven and two against the spread in the last nine home games. So that's pretty good. So, Brad, this is your um, area. So they, they just look at numbers. They don't look at teams, right? Yeah, and most people had power. Again, the in-game the in-game numbers don't get power rated, adjusted a whole lot. So a loss on the road at Lubbock, a lot of people were on the, the Texas Tech side of that, at least ATS-wise. So numbers don't get adjusted a lot. Texas was power rated much higher than West Virginia. It's not just on an individual week-to-week basis. On Thursday, we will return with our actual breakdown of the numbers, the preview for West Virginia and the Texas Longhorns. And invariably, I will talk to someone over at Mountaineer Basketball before then because this is the great couple, three days. Brad, you know what I'm going to say? We ask someone, how's things over there? So-and-so isn't missing a shot. Can't miss. Best shape of his career. Best shape of his career. Doesn't miss. So-and-so just put a name in. Doesn't miss. That always happens. Then when the season starts... Can't hit. Hell, he was hitting early in the season. He was, couldn't miss a shot. <laughs> we'll do that Thursday. Thanks for being with us. On Thursday also, we're going to uh, clarify the parlay for Burdett Camping. I'm glad we didn't get it right yet because we have Thursday to release it. Now we're going to have the folks come back and listen. They want to know. Got a chance to win $600. I know. That could be a very good one. I really? tend to think you were right in your original take on it. Yeah. We're saying parlay, but I don't think it's, it's not I a think parlay. It's parlay. piece. Yeah, gives yeah, you an yeah. add-on winner. A, a triple. It's a triple ladder is what it is. All right, three guys before the game brought to us by Comax Business Systems, your full-service Konica Minolta dealer. If you've got a business and you're wondering, what do I do with my phone? What do I do with my IT? I need help. Go to Comax Business Systems, ComaxWV.com. And by the Burdette Camping Center, the only warranty forever RV dealer in all of West Virginia. You buy it there, the warranty lasts forever. Visit them, BurdetteCamping.com. We're out. Our producer, Tucker, Taylor, Tyler, County, Kennedy. We just call him full-time. See y'all. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.